Hello, Mr. Dave. Oh, hey. Good, good, good. Sorry, time to get a shot. Good to see you. So we are in a very precarious position in this country. We need political change, but we also need the resolve to resist. Welcome back to another edition of Stand on Guard. I'm your host, David Creighton, and you're watching the Creighton's Right channel. Hope you're enjoying your week. The Freedom Trial, as I call it, resumes this week in Ottawa at the Provincial Courthouse on Elgin Street. I've been there, been there, done that. Yesterday, the judge decided that all of the witnesses that the prosecution wants to call, these so-called aggrieved local residents with all of their <clears throat> hearsay evidence, as and that's exactly what the defense attorney, Lawrence Greenspan, described their evidence as. It's a lot of hearsay. They were asked a few questions. The Crown obviously had to dig pretty deep to find some of these people. Some of them are very questionable. And that's going to necessitate, from what I understand anyway, the defense bringing forth witnesses to dispute what's being said. I think that is something that Mr. Greenspan is considering. We, we talked about that early in the, in the trial. I asked him how he would react to that, and he said he would have to you know, cross that bridge when he got to it, but he would probably be considering bringing in witnesses of contrary opinion. At the very least, at the very least, this is going to mean a very extensive trial. I'll be back to discuss that in a moment, but I want to share something with you. I'm offering a very special offer on Substack. If you go to my Substack, it's davidcraden.substack.com, and you can get the entire audiobook of George Orwell's 1984 if you donate $5 or more on Substack. For those of you who have been following this book, it has been an experience because this is the first time I've read it aloud, and it's much like reading Shakespeare aloud. You glean things from the text that you don't necessarily see or hear when you're reading silently. And there are parts of this book that seem so real, such a revelation, so relevant now, because these things have actually come to fruition. And so watch this video, and you will see what I mean. It depends on you. Welcome back to another reading of George Orwell's 1984. Just, I loved Orwell and wanted to know what made him tick. But this little vignette is obviously recorded just before he died. He did not live much longer after finishing 1984. We're at the end of the novel, chapter six of part three. There's an appendix at the end, which I will be reading as well. But for all intents and purposes, the novel is over uh, today. I am putting together the entire audio book with commentary. And it will be available in about a week for all paid subscribers. And that's at any level. $5 and above. 
So I think this is something you could really enjoy. And I'm personally very interested to see what the reaction will be because it's something I'd be prepared. Yeah, so I'm very, very happy to be offering this. And I'm going to be reading uh, Politics and the English Language, which is a treatise, an essay by George Orwell about what we call talking points today. But at the time, they really didn't have a name. But Orwell had already identified this phenomena of stringing together words and phrases and trying to suggest there's meaning to what you're saying. We call them word salads or talking points is what anyone who's ever worked in government knows you literally sit down and you write talking points. And I'm going to be talking about this when I, when I read politics in English language. It's not a long, it's not sure, you know, it's not long as a, as a novel, but it's very good. And I think I'll be reading Coming Up for Air as well, which is very, very enjoyable. And it's almost like a, uh, a precursor to 1984 in many ways. And I, I welcome your suggestions. You know, anything else you'd, you'd like to hear me read that you think is relevant to the, the times we're living in, I'd be happy to. So anyway, back to the trial. So, you know, they had a... Uh, police officer up yesterday and he was really testy you know he was talking back to the judge the judge didn't think he had answered a question very well and he said i think i answered that question your honor and he frankly admitted that he had, he'd only watched videos that the crown asked him to watch that directed him to watch he 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 was shown videos of Chris Barber again and again saying, please respect the police forces, work with them, listen to them, do not oppose them. And clearly this was a peaceful demonstration and he was not telling people to resist the police, but to work with them. And they were just doing their job. And of course their job turned out to be a pretty nasty one after Trudeau invoked the Emergencies Act. And so, Chris Barber is on trial as long as, as well as Tamara Leach. And I spoke to both of them yesterday. They're both very upbeat. You know, they can't talk about specifics in trial. I certainly can quote them. But I, they were very upbeat. You know, I talked to Tamara at length about a lot of things unrelated to the trial, <laughs> life in general, politics in general, the way Western civilization is going and here and in the United States, looming censorship and these sorts of things. A very good conversation. Very positive woman. Just so much to offer. And I was really happy to, to talk with her. But we're going to be hearing from a lot of witnesses. And we just started basically today with a, I think it's a rector of a, of a church, the downtown church. It claimed, you know, the horrible violation of... <laughs> space and whatnot there's, there's even better coming and i will be reporting on on that as it unfolds and this is a heck of a time to be in canada because we are facing looming censorship that is going to be unheard of in this country in any democratic country it's been tried in australia it's being passed right now in the House of Lords and looking for royal assent. It's called the 
Online Safety Act. Sounds innocuous, doesn't it? It's got nothing to do with safety, everything to do with repression and your disappearing free speech. And that's coming. So we've got to fight this bill. We've got to make sure it doesn't pass before Trudeau is defeated, before the liberal government goes down. The conservatives have already said they will repeal the bill if it is passed, but we cannot let the bill pass. It's that bad. It's that onerous. We have to fight this bill now. Resolve to resist. And that's what we have to do. So I encourage you to study this bill, know it, and fight it. Tell all your friends what it really means. It is going to make disinformation illegal. Whether that's going to mean fines or prison sentences, that's at the discretion of this government, who is also going to define what disinformation is. I'm not kidding you. The bill does not define disinformation. That will be up to every individual case that comes before God knows what. The censorship board? The speech tribunal? What do you think Trudeau is up to here? It is dangerous. But this is why I'm calling it the Freedom Trial, because it's not just Chris Barber and Tamara Leach who are on trial. It's everybody who participated in the Freedom Convoy. Everybody who had their bank account frozen because they donated money or even supported the Freedom Convoy. Unacceptable in any democratic country. Unacceptable in Canada. So we're going to continue to watch this trial because it is important. There's not a lot of reporters there. I can count them on one hand, the, the, the number of reporters who are covering this on a day-to-day basis. And it's really one of the most important trials we've ever had in Canada. It really is. Now, I want to talk about something else here. And I've got a, a video to show you. But there's another 1 million march for children coming up very shortly. It's actually in just over a week, October 21st. And everything starts at noon. And you've got, you want to be at the same place you were last time if you participated. If you're in Ottawa, that's Parliament Hill. If you're in a provincial capital, that's your legislature. It, it's the mayor's office if you're in a town or a city. That's not a capital. And this is going to be another tremendous experience. But... But there are people who don't want this march to happen. The same idiots at the Canadian Union of Public Employees that tried to disrupt the last march by basically recruiting Antifa and anarchists and people waving their LGBTQ pride flags in the faces of parents and children. They wanted to disrupt it, and, they, and they're saying now that this march isn't going to happen. And there are people who want to sow discord amongst the various faiths that are involved. This is all faiths. There's a lot of different faiths here. And I managed to write a story about the atrocities that are occurring in Israel because of a terrorist group called Hamas without once mentioning the word Muslim, because those people are monsters. And any good Muslim will tell you that they're not practicing 
any kind of Muslim religion that they know. And this is not the time to start tarring all Muslims with the same brush and suggesting they're all terrorists. Those bastards who are murdering innocent women and children are terrorists. Even the Canadian government recognizes that. Maybe some union goofs don't recognize that. But they're nuts. And that activity, that behavior, those crimes have to be condemned. But we need to keep the religious unity in this country together because we're all fighting for the same thing. And that's parental rights. And that's the right to raise your child, your children, in the religion, in the traditions, in the way that you see fit to do. Not the state. That is the issue here. So nobody had better bring their other issues to this million-person march. Nobody had better bring flags promoting anything except Canada. Nobody had better bring their disputes to this march. It's about children. It's not about what's going on in Israel. We are all condemning that, and I've condemned it vociferously. I have been a foe of Holocaust deniers and anti-Semites my entire life. And I will remain so. And I have been a foe of terrorist groups like Hamas and ISIS and others that think they're practicing a religion but are practicing criminality. So that's what and I want you to listen to this Zoom call that was arranged by Odessa, who is the woman who released the Zoom call about the unions trying to disrupt the million man, million person march for children. So let's, let's give a listen to this. Weird cult that's come in and our kids are coming home and you know your kid more than anyone in the world. Anyone that says the school knows your kid better. I know when my kid is actually saying stuff to get attention. I know when my kid is telling me stuff to manipulate me. I know when my kid is lying to me. I know when my kid is being authentic. So to have some random principal say, we know you better than your parents, they don't want kids telling their parents things. A gender neutral washroom. I don't want any guys or a male entering a female or a girl's washroom. End of story. I got 11 year old daughter, right? Like, you know, and especially like, you know, Got to pause there just for a second. You remember when all of this transgender stuff started? We called it the bathroom bill because we said, well, isn't this going to mean that some man, biological man, who thinks he's a woman can enter into a female change room and just watch? And, of course, the proponents of the bathroom bill, as it was, as we called it, said, no, that's never going to happen. That's not what this bill is about. That's just a horrible thing to say. And of course, that's exactly what is happening all over the United States and Canada now. Yeah. Sickos are doing exactly that. So, worth noting. Like, you know, if my daughter doesn't feel safe going to the washroom, what else? Like, And they all recommend, like, you know, Schools are safe. Schools, their washroom aren't even safe. But I think what's happening is more and more the parents are going, why is my 
nine-year-old coming home and saying, I'm a boy daddy, or I'm a girl daddy, or I'm a pan blah, blah, blah daddy, because we learned in school today and that's what I picked. And they're like, you shouldn't even be thinking about any of this until you're older. There's over a thousand people and even over hundreds of people every single day in Abbotsford out on the street. So they can come talk to us. We're inviting every politicians on the 21st, regardless of if they're NDP, PC, liberal, whatever their background is, we're inviting every single politician because they're public servant. We are the one that is paying them. They're getting paid by our tax dollars. So they're actually our employees in a, in a good sense, right? So they should come talk to us. They should tell why it's good, why, like, if we are confused, talk to us. None of the school trustees listen to us, none of the superintendent, none of the teachers, none of the principal. And then they, every politic party say that we have a, 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 a way to raise our voice. We don't know where to go. They say, go talk to your school trustee. Guess what? They don't even let us in. Go talk to your teacher. Teacher doesn't want to talk to you. They're already frustrated. Anytime you talk to a principal, the best thing that they have, oh, you're abusing me. I was like, so if I'm asking a question, I'm abusing you, I'm threatening you, um, I'm, I'm discriminating you, all those words, and it just feels like, you know, we are just always hitting the dead wall. So it's a... So Raj is really hitting the nail on the head. Of course. Now, look at this group, though. Isn't this a diverse group of people? Isn't Justin Trudeau the one who's always saying diversity is our strength? Uh, diversity is no longer his strength because all of these diverse people are saying, hey, you know, we have a lot in common and it's not the Liberal Party anymore. What we have in common is a love for our children and a belief that families raise children, not the state. That's sacrosanct. That's part of Western civilization. I mean, you can go back to the Magna Carta in terms of the beginning, the form formulation of individual rights. But the idea that the family raises your children, not the state, not the government, that goes way back, millennia. And Raj is, Raj is right on. Banana Republic, more and more weirdos are coming into the school. I'm not talking about your average gay teacher. More and more weirdos with problems here are coming into the school to teach our kids. And it's those ones that are causing problems for maybe the great teachers who aren't crossing the line. But we've been given, our teachers have been given free reign, our principals have been given free reign to use these resources, and stuff is being slipped into the library. And the teachers need to, the parents need to say, wait a second here. This banana republic needs to slow down. We're watching you. And it's because of the way the parents have been treated at these meetings, why Million Person March was able to exist. Yeah. Now, that was, of course, Odessa Orlowitz. Uh, we have been following each other on Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, X, now, as it's known now, for years. She does tremendous work. <clears throat> and it's volunteer that she does tremendous, tremendous work on behalf of individuals, on behalf of individual rights, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and parental rights right now. She's fighting for you and I and everyone who thinks parents matter. So there will be another march on October 21st. Yes, there will. And as I said before, we're not going to let the problems of the world interfere with the need in Canada 
to assert parental rights and to save our children from gender ideology and political indoctrination in the classroom. <clears throat> Nothing is going to stop me in that mission, in that objective. I'm continuing to fight for that. So are my friends from all faiths, Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, Jewish, Buddhist, whoever, anyone who thinks parents matter, you're on my team and I'm on your team. And that's what this is about. So thanks for watching today. We'll be back again tomorrow with an update on the trial. Only three days trial this week. That's going to go on for a long time. A long time, as I mentioned. Please hit that bell, ring that bell, hit that subscribe button. Please donate the $5 level or above on YouTube, on my Substack page, as we talked about earlier, or on Buy Me a Coffee. And your donations are appreciated because you're helping us to stay on the air and to stay talking about the issues that matter to all of us. Thank you and God bless you. If you're already supporting the station, thank you. But if you haven't, make that decision today. If you've already done that, if you're already supporting the station, thank you. But if you haven't, make that decision today.